Well, hello, God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. Today is the 14th day of the month of September, but I am going to go ahead and uh, talk my way through here. Proverbs chapter 14. So if you've come upon this recording, um, either in audio format or on video here on YouTube or Facebook, whichever the case may be, um, and you're in a position where you can do so, I recommend you grab your Bible and follow along with me. It's important that you read the Word of God, that you study the Word of God for yourself, and um, that you verify that I am indeed reading the Word of God, right? I do read from the New King James Version of the Bible. And like I said, I'm going to go ahead and jump on into Proverbs chapter 14. Starts out by saying, The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. So it's interesting. Um, as I've been doing these teachings online like this through the book of Proverbs, you've probably heard me mention, um, you know, in, in applying it to our lives in a practical sense, I've mentioned that it's for men and for women. Wisdom is wisdom. And uh, wisdom can have a benefit in every human being's life. And here, you know, there's so much that's addressed. And here he's just specifically addressing a wise woman. What is a wise woman like? Well, a wise woman is one who builds her house. To build there means to edify, right? To lift up, to make it a good place, to make it something good, right? But a foolish woman pulls it down with her hands. So that would be just contrasting the wise woman. It'd be the foolish woman that, uh, now no woman, uh, I shouldn't say no woman. I, I guess anything's possible, right, with any human being. I was going to say, though, that no one's just going to go pull the things down off their walls and physically tear down their house and things like that. So we have to realize when we read the Bible that it's talking about things of the soul, things of the heart, you know, and the, the you know, often it talks about the words of our mouth and all of that kind of stuff, right? The way we live our lives, who we really are. And a wise woman is just going to be a woman that takes care of her house. And I'm not saying you you're a, have to be a housewife. Um, it's just the house here represents the, the, a unit, a structure, right? You know, a foundation, right? So if, if you've got something that you're building in your life, you know, you want a good home, you want a good marriage, whether you're a male or a female, right? You want a good marriage if you're a male to a female, and if you're a female to a male, you want a godly marriage, right? You want a godly home. You want to raise godly children. Um, you want to take care of the things you have and all that. You're going to be wise, whether you're a man or a woman, and you're going to make sure that, you know, you are doing things that, like I say, builds up. You're saying things, you're doing things, you're acting in ways that are edificational to your children, to your husband. Um, and for the man, you're going to act in ways that are exhortational and, and that which brings edication, edification to your wife and to your children, right? So it's a positive thing here, right? Building your house as opposed to just being someone that destroys the home, 
you know, destroys the structure of the family, destroys the marriage, right? What be it through a violent temper, anger, tantrums, different things like that. You know, that's not the way to behave. And as we've studied the book of Proverbs, we've seen so much on how we should behave and how we control ourselves and how, you know, we live our lives in a proper manner in righteousness and so forth, right? So, that's what that's speaking of there. And it, then it goes on to say, he who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. So it's just evident by the way you live. If you live in a perverse way, you despise the Lord. You don't care about the commandments of the Lord. You don't care about being obedient to the Lord. You don't care about honoring the Lord. So you live your life in a perverse way. On the other hand, if you walk in uprightness, you walk in righteousness, then that shows that you do fear the Lord. You do reverence the Lord. You do care about the commands of the Lord and being obedient to the Lord, okay? So it's really, you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, right? It's easy to see someone that despises the Lord or don't care about, does not care about the Lord. Um, and it's easy to see someone who does by the way they live. In the mouth of a fool, verse three says, is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. So let me take this backwards here. The lips of the wise will preserve them, right? Again, good things are coming out of your mouth. You're saying good things. You're not tearing others down. You're not destroying things. You're not you know, shattering the lives of others with your words and your behavior, right? You're a wise person, okay? On the other hand, there's that foolish person that has that rod of pride, right? The, uh, the, where they speak things, what comes out of their mouths is evil and hatred and putting down others and all of that. And that is based and it's rooted in pride. Because if you think about it, if you can sit there and put someone else down with the words of your mouth, you can speak in a negative way toward them in a way that, then, 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 then you're operating in pride because you think you're better than them. You think it's something you would never do, right? This is why Jesus said, and I've mentioned this several times as we've gone through Proverbs, right? We need to get the beam out of our own eye so that we can then see clearly. And then maybe after that, we can then in turn help someone else who has a speck in their eye. But when you're putting people down and, the, and you're proud and you think you don't make mistakes or you think you're better than someone else, then you're not seeing the beam in your own eye. Okay, and the Bible's calling that type of person a fool here who speaks in pride, okay, with their mouth. They're, they're arrogant in their ways. They're boastful. They're all about themselves, and they tell everybody how great they are, right? And, and that's not the way of the man of God. That's not the way of the woman of God. The man of God, the woman of God is a humble person who honors the Lord and lifts the Lord up and loves others and speaks well of others. Verse four goes on to say, where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. So in farming terms, right, when you look at this type of thing, when there's work to be done, you're gonna get dirty. Things are gonna get dirty. The stall is going to be dirty where the oxen's kept 
and all of that kind of stuff. That oxen is that work animal, animal right? That um, beast of burden, right? That carries the load. And the Bible is all about, you know, us being diligent, working with our hands, doing things that are good, building up things, you know, not tearing things down and much increase comes by the strength of an ox. You got to, you got to get up. You got to do something. You got to put to use whatever you have. Maybe, you know, today, you know, I'm not a farmer, right? We still have farmers and all that, but even modern day farmers for the most part don't use these types of beasts of burden that much anymore, right? Uh, unless you go into like the Amish areas of our country and all that. But if, you know, in our lives today, there's other practical things that we can use as tools to help us be productive, to do our work, to do whatever it is that we may have to do. And we need to, you know, take care of those things, but also we need to put them to use, right? And there's much increase when you work. That's how increase comes, okay? A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. I think we mentioned that in the last Proverbs study that we did, right? That, you know, I mean, it's just common sense here. A faithful witness does not lie. They wouldn't be faithful if they did lie. But a false witness utters lies. So it's important that uh, we be careful who we surround ourselves with. And there may be times in life, in our lives where people say things about us or speak against us and it's not true. And uh, it's just the fact of life though. These things happen in this fallen world in which we now live, okay? A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. So a scoffer seeks wisdom, but does not find it. Why? Because they're spending too much time scoffing. They're spending too much time putting other things down and, and speaking against things, living their lives in a negative way. And then they want something good. They want something positive. They want some wisdom. They want some guidance and direction and things like that. And it's not there for them because they, spent, they spend so much time scoffing and acting like fools. Okay, so... And then they get frustrated and then just return to being a fool and acting like a scoffer. But knowledge is easy to him who understands. So a person of understanding, as Proverbs you know, repetitively teaches us to get understanding, to get wisdom, to get knowledge, this is a person that is you know, caring about things that are good. And taking the time to look into things and taking the time to to consider things and ponder things, right? God has given us minds, right? We're able to think, we're able to reason, right? We don't need to rush in. We don't need to cut corners, right? We don't need to um, cheat and to lie and do that all that kind of stuff and, and speak against everything and be a negative person, right? Because when we do that, we find we let, wisdom isn't there for us. Again, because we're focused on the wrong things, right? But knowledge is easy to him who understands, right? That person that perceives things right and looks and does their due diligence to find out what truly is truth and what is a lie, you know? Again, we look at our society today and, and you know, if you're a person that just, you know, reads the news, believes the news, everything that you see and you don't investigate, you don't look in, you don't really say what's behind this. 
it'll eat you up, it'll make you angry, it'll destroy your life, it'll make you a miserable person. Um, and I would encourage you anyway to fix your eyes on Jesus. You know, to think on not on earthly things, but to think on heavenly things. Think on things above, right? Think on things that are good and pure and lovely and just and of good report. If there be any virtue, the scripture tells us. Think on these things, right? So it matters where we focus. Because how we focus our lives and what we're thinking on is, is really going to determine, you know, uh, our outlook on life. And our, you know, they say, what is it? Um... Your attitude determines your altitude. In so many ways, in, in many ways, that's so correct, right? Because if you're a miserable person and you're a scoffer and you're running amok and you're against the system and you don't want to do what's right, well, that's going to weigh. It's it's only going to destroy you. It's only going to tear you up. Okay. Let me go on here. Uh, verse seven, go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. So perception, you need to be, uh, use discretion. You need to look at people and you need to say, is this somebody that's beneficial for me to be around? Or does this person just constantly complain and grumble and gripe? And, you know, but yet they don't do anything to change anything. You know, sometimes you got to say, oh, I got to limit my time with that person or maybe spend no time at all with that person. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. So that person that is a fool, they're always looking for deceitful things to do. Again, the way to cut corners, the way to make the fast buck, the way to pull something over on someone else, the way to get rich quick and all that. But a prudent person who, who foresees the future, looks ahead, they, they use understanding. This is a wise person, right? And they're going to say, you know what? You know, I, I want to understand my way. I want to realize that the choices that I make, that the decisions that I make, that the thoughts that I think, that which I'm allowing into my eyes, that which I am allowing into my ears is molding and shaping me. And I've got to be careful. That, and then going back to the previous verse, go from the presence of a foolish man. Right? I want to stay away from that kind of stuff. Verse 9 says, fools mock at sin. But among the upright, there is favor. So there are people that mock at sin. In other words, they say, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You, you, you're telling me I'm a sinner. I don't care. I'll sin. I'll keep sinning. They just mock at that. They like that lifestyle. They keep doing it. Right? And no matter how much you try to help them, maybe it's your child or something like that. No matter how much you try to help that person, they just mock at it. They say, it's no big deal. Right, But among the upright, there is favor. And that's why when we look at our children or we look at the younger generation, you know, we say, man, I wish they would know this. Just like when I teach the Proverbs, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that somehow, some way, some young man, some young woman comes upon this and it, you know, sparks something in them to say, I need to read the Proverbs. I need to, to have wisdom that God wants for me to have, right? Because there's favor for the upright. There's favor for the person that walks in the good path, okay? Verse 10 says, the heart knows its own bitterness and a stranger does not share its 
joy. You see, it's true that we know what goes on in our own heart and not others, other people, you know, unless they get real intimate with us or we speak to them or we share things with them, they don't really know maybe what we're struggling with. But our own heart knows our own bitterness. Our, our own heart knows that which makes us joyful or makes us happy, right? Um, but a stranger does not share its joy, right? It's only someone that gets intimate with you. Someone that, you know, that you share things with. But here again, right, going back to a lot of the Proverbs that we've read thus far, we see we got to be careful. You know, we, we don't want to cast our pearls before the swine, right? We don't want to do that kind of thing. We need to be careful, right? So our own heart knows our, it's our own bitterness, but don't expect everyone else to feel what you're feeling because it's, it's just not the case. It's just not going to happen. And sometimes people get depressed because they're like, no one understands me. No one feels what I feel. Well, you know what? You need to turn to your creator, to God who knows you. Someone who says you can cast all your cares on him for he cares for you, right? And he wants to, you know, take that bitterness out of you and he wants to give you his spirit. He wants to give you that which is easy, that which is light to lighten your load when you cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will will flourish, okay? Just the fact of the matter. I mean, and sometimes we look at this and we say, I don't see that happening in people's lives. Sometimes it looks like the wicked are prevailing, doesn't it? Sometimes it looks like evil is thriving and, and doing well, right? But in the end, it's not gonna happen. In the end, the tent of the upright will flourish. And then verse 12, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Probably one of the most commonly quoted verses of the Bible by me. <laughs> if you've listened to my teaching, for some reason, I just admit, I, I quote this verse a lot, but it's just, it, it's, it spoke wonders in my life. It, it was very powerful in my life when I began to read the book of Proverbs at the age of 19, um, you know, but I realized that, man, it's not the way that seems right to me. It's the way that is right to God. So there's a way that seems right to men, but its end is the way of death. Right? But the Lord has a path and it's a path of righteousness and it's a path of what is good. That's what I need to understand. That's what I need to grow in. That's what I need to come to. That's what I need to yield my life to, right? So um, we don't always need to go by what seems right. You know, we, we've lived in a world where I know for most of my life I've heard if it feels good, do it. Right? Well, that will destroy your life. And that's not the way of the word of God. Okay. Verse 13, even in laughter, the heart may sorrow and the end of mirth may be grief. You know, Solomon here is just being real. You know, there's ups and there's downs in this life. There's times of laughter and there's times of great sadness. I mean, I could be joyful and wonderfully happy today and laughing and just having a wonderful day and all of a sudden get bad news about something. 
and it's just the fact of life. It's just the way it is. And that's what why Proverbs is so practical. And I teach it in a way of, of trying to let you know that it's very practical. It just speaks the truth, right, in our lives. And we've got to learn to deal with things because if we're always looking for everything to come up roses or for, how do they say it, life to be a better roses or whatever, you know, if we're always looking for that kind of life, we're going to be depressed, I mean, because that's not the case. It's not the way of this world. It's not the way of this present time. Okay, yes, there is a day coming when there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more death. All of that will be gone, done and over with, and we'll be in a new heavens and a new earth, and he shall reign forever and ever. But we don't live in that place now. There's good times and there's bad. Verse 14, the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. So think about that. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. That person that is going in the ways of sin, they're just filled with their own ways. In other words, they say, this seems right to me. (laughs) This seems good to me. I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm good with it. My friends like it. You know, everybody's good with it all around me, but they're not living in righteousness. And a good man will be satisfied from above. What's that tell you? It's that person that's living in sin will not be satisfied from above. They're going to have to to try and get their satisfaction here on this earth. And to quote Mr. T, I pity that fool, right? That, that you've got to try to get your satisfaction here in this life. I mean, look at this world. Look at the things. If you really take time to ponder the things of life, the fact that, yeah, there's laughter at one moment, like verse 13 says, and there's sorrow at, the, at another. You're, there's like extreme happiness, and then all of a sudden grief comes along. That's the ways of this life. I don't want to be filled with my own ways. I don't want to be filled with the ways of this world. I want to be satisfied from above. So what do I need to do? I need to store up treasure in heaven and not on this earth. Verse 15. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. Okay? So don't believe everything you hear. You need to be wiser than that. You need to be prudent. And we need to say, let me look into this. I mean, you've heard me quote this before too, right? Scripture in uh, Acts, in the book of Acts, where it talks about the Bereans and how they were this people that they, they didn't just take everything the apostles said to them. They went to the word of God to find out if it was true, right? Well, how much more in just everyday life when someone comes along and tries to sell you something? You know, someone comes, well, I guess there's not so many door-to-door salesmen nowadays. Social media is in everybody's face. You know, we have ads on, you know, of every form out there. You know, don't just believe everything, you know, that you see. You know, investigate it. Consider your steps before you jump into things, before you do things, okay? Be wise. That's what the book of Proverbs is all about, right? A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. So when you think about raging, you're just saying, nothing's stopping me. 
I'm confident that I can do this. I can get through this. I know it's evil. I know it's wrong, but it's going to come out good. I know that this decision I'm making isn't right in the sight of God. Now, you might not know that because if you've come upon this and you've not been born again of the Spirit of God, you don't have the Spirit of the Lord within you, well, then you, you don't know right from wrong. Your, your conscience has been seared as with a hot iron, right? It's when a person repents and comes to the Lord and they get the mind of Christ, they're born again, and they realize, hey, I'm not going to go in that way because it's foolish, right? But the fool just says, hey, I don't care. I'm just going to go into this. I know I can do it. I know I can get through it even though it's wrong. It's, it's going to be okay, right? Let's just do it. Let's just cheat a little bit right now. Let's just lie a little bit right now. Let's just fornicate a little bit right now or whatever the case may be and think you're not going to get burned. It's not true. Verse 17, a quick-tempered man acts foolishly and a man of wicked intentions is hated. So we see that, right? We know that, that there are quick-tempered people and they act foolishly, you know? Nowadays, a lot of that kind of stuff is being caught on camera because everybody's filming everything somewhere, right? And people just get in a rage and they start, you know, the french fries were cold or whatever, start tearing up the place and throwing things around, you know? They're just quick-tempered and they're a fool, you know? And um, a man of wicked intentions is hated, right? So... Anybody good, you know, that wants to see good, that wants to live a peaceful life, that wants to have good in their community, in their society, they see people with wicked intentions. They're like, oh, they hate that person, right? They're like, we don't like that, okay? The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. So the simple is um, like the brutish, um, the stupid, the ignorant, the simpleton, okay? And they inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. So here again, Proverbs just pointing out, be prudent, be wise, be discerning, be knowledgeable, have understanding, think things through, do what's right, do what's good. Is this right in the sight of God? If not, I'm not doing it. Verse 19, the evil will bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. New Testament scripture that comes to mind at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God. In the end, that's where everybody's going. All evil is going to bow. Everything's going to bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Verse 20, the poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Here again, is, is the proverb saying that this is right? No, it's just stating a fact. Okay, it's just stating a fact here. People gravitate toward the rich. I mean, look, I mean, let me be careful here, right? But there are people that, you know, they get lots of money, they become very famous, they become very wealthy, and they get the spotlight. 
and they start running their mouth about things like politics and you know whatever and everybody thinks oh so and so said such and such who cares who cares i don't care what so and so says right the rich though they get many friends people gravitate toward that kind of stuff and the poor man gets despised, but yet that there's probably poor people sitting out there with far more wisdom because they've given their life to the Lord than, than many rich people out there that are getting the spotlight and running their mouths, okay? He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. So we should care about others is the bottom line there. We should look out for our neighbors. We should care about our neighbors. We should care about people around us and the needs of others. We should be helping each other. Verse 22, do they not go astray who devise evil? Question mark, right? That's a question. Do they not go astray who devise evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. Simply put, right, those that are doing good, they're merciful and they're walking in truth. They're doing what's right. Those that devise evil, they go astray sooner or later. In all labor, there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Um, to put that in a more modern day vernacular, right, talk is cheap. Idle chatter leads only to poverty, it says here. But in labor, there's profit. Do something. Don't talk about it. Just do it. You don't need more motivation. You don't need, you know, inspirational speakers to come into your life. Just do something. Just do it, you know. But idle chatter leads to poverty. Just sitting around. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. So the crown of the wise, in other words, that which a person, you know, wear, you know, using the metaphor here of a crown that they're wearing, it's like, hey, you know what? That person is wise. And as I look at them, I see, that's what I see about them. That's what shines. That's what, you know, pops out is that they're wise. And that's what, is their riches. In other words, that is what makes them wealthy. Right? Not wealthy from a financial standpoint, but just their wisdom, having that wisdom. And Proverbs tells us to get wisdom above all else. It's, it's worth is far better than silver and gold and rubies and such, right? But the foolishness of fools is folly. The way they behave they say they're having fun, it's folly, they think it's all, all fun and all that, but they look like fools, their behavior, when you see the way they, they live. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. So we have a testimony, we have a witness, something that we can stand for, we become witnesses of the Lord, in this life, in the way that we live our lives, and our lives should be aimed at delivering souls. It doesn't mean that every one of us is an evangelist or a Bible teacher or a preacher or something like that, but the way we live our lives, is it a good witness? Because if it is, it's gonna benefit souls, it's gonna impact others. 
but deceitful witness speaks lies. So it's easy to see them. They're telling, they're going in the ways of the world. They're speaking lies. And then there are those that are wolves in sheep's clothing, right? That, you know, seem to be speaking what is good. They, they may even be reading from the word of God, but they're taking it out of their own context, you know, or taking it out of context and making it to their own benefit, I should say. Verse 26, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. You know, I want to encourage you in something. I'm kind of going through these pretty quickly here. There's 35 verses in this. So I find myself just kind of, you know, giving you kind of a light overview, so to speak here of these scriptures. But I really want to encourage you. And it really pops out about this particular verse here to me that we need to take time to meditate on the word of God. Again, I'm just kind of reading through it quickly and kind of expounding a little bit on it. And as I've said in previous teachings, there's just a much deeper study you can do on all of this. But I even want to, like I said, take it even further than a deeper study. And that is, is meditate on the word of God yourself. And this one just pops out to me to, to speak that to me, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. There's much to think about with that, right? When we're reverencing the Lord, it's telling us there's strong confidence. In other words, we have safety. We feel secure, right? In our souls, deep within us. I'm not talking about physical security around us, but within our hearts, we feel secure in the Lord, when we're reverencing the Lord, we're fearing the Lord, we're in Christ. And we have a place of refuge as his children as a result, right? So think on these things, right? The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. So death does have a sting for the person that does not fear the Lord. It's a sad thing when a person dies that is not reverent of the Lord. They don't fear the Lord. They don't trust in the Lord. They've not, they, they, the, the way they live their lives shows whether they fear the Lord or not. You know, whether they're obeying the commands of the Lord, whether they're building their house upon the rock that is the, that is the sayings and commandments of the Lord that we should build our lives on, right? And to fear the Lord when we do, it helps us turn away from the snares of death. In other words, that sting. What's going to happen for that person that doesn't fear the Lord? It's not good, okay? In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince, right? So again, Solomon's just stating a fact here. Um, you know, he's saying in a multitude of people is a king's honor, you know, the more people he has, the more followers he has, the more that he has that bow down to him and all that, you know, the more that support him and all of that kind of stuff. But when there's a lack of people, it says it's the downfall of a prince. In other words, that, you know, that other person that is maybe dishonorable in the way they're living and they People don't want to be around them. People don't want to support them and all that kind of stuff. That's their downfall. It's just the proof. Here again, the proof is in the pudding, right? Just look at it and see. You know, it's evident, right? He who is slow to wrath 
has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. So the Bible constantly warns us to stay away from wrath, burst of anger, outburst of anger. One of the fruit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is to have temperance, to have self-control. Okay, a sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. So a sound heart is saying, I'm good. I'm safe and I'm good with what I have. I don't need much. I don't need to be chasing after other things. I don't need to be envying others. I don't need to be keeping up with the Joneses, as they say. Um, it's just that this is going to destroy me if I do that. If I'm looking to try and gain this and gain that, oh, they have that. I need that, you know, type thing, or I'm envying others. Nah, I'd rather just have a sound heart that's secure in the Lord, that's trusting in Him that knows that he provides all of my needs. I don't need anything other than what the Lord provides for me. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. So when you're honoring the Lord, again, you're gonna look out for others. You're gonna care about the needs of others. You're not gonna make things worse for them. You're not gonna um, oppress them, okay? The wicked is banished in his wickedness but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Here again, there is an end coming, folks, for all of us. There is a time when we're gonna bow the knee. It might as well be now, it should be now. We should be bowing the knee to the Lord now and making him our refuge, confessing him as our Lord. What does it mean that he is Lord? I could go into a long, long teaching about that, but it means you keep his commands, you obey him. Okay, but the wicked will be banished in his wickedness, it says. Verse 33, wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. You ever know that type of person that they, they just seem wise? They seem like, Hmm, I wish I could talk to that person more. I wish I could get more out of that person. And they're kind of the opposite of that fool that's running their mouth. <laughs> you know, they're just, just saying, hey, this is who I am. This is what I am. And this is what I do. And look at the money I have. And look what I have. And this is what I'm going after. And this is the job I'm going to get. And this is all of this, all this, all this talk, 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 right? But, ri but wisdom, it says rest in the heart. In other words, it's, it's securely there. This person's not loud and proud and bragging, right? The person that is wise and they have understanding. Okay, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. We understand this, right? Righteousness exalts a nation. What would be the opposite of that? Unrighteousness would tear down a nation, destroy a nation. And um, I would, you know, I don't know where you are as you listen to this. I know that people all over the world listen to this in audio format anyway. Um, you know, but pray for your nation. <laughs> pray that there would be righteousness. You know, pray that people would care about what is good, that people would actually vote for what is good, not for just what benefits their pocketbook or not just for what, you know, makes life better for them, but they care about righteousness. This is what's gonna make a nation better and exalt that nation. 
but sin will be a reproach to the people. It'll destroy us. It'll tear us down. It'll make us weaker. And verse 35 says, the king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. And I'm gonna take a little bit of liberty on this verse here and talk about the King of Kings, Jesus, and the Lord of Lords. His favor is toward a wise servant. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So come to Christ, fear the Lord, honor him, repent of your ways, your foolish ways, Right, because the day of wrath is coming. So we'll end it with that today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, whichever the case may be. And we will see you next time. God bless.